ready for the end of the world. Yep, we're ready. <laughs> Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of a being. Wake up! I always do the stretch when I say that. <laughs> yeah. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. You say that like it's a question. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got a few happenings. <coughs> Some of these ones I don't really know what they are. But I did look one of them up because I had no idea what it was. Huh. Let's see. Friday. Today is Friday. Today is Friday. Really? Okay, good. Um, the are. 28th of August. Today is Dream Day Quest and Jubilee. Huh. Oh, wait. Is that, does it continue on? Yeah, so is that, uh, which, is that the one you've looked up? No, the one huh. I looked up was... Tomorrow is National I Can't Pronounce It Day. No. <laughs> Scarsodosis Awareness Day. Sar- sar- sarcoidosis Awareness Day. There you go. <laughs> so, um, today is the Dream, dream Quest day. Yeah. and Jubilee, and also the Feast of St. Augustine. And it's also uh, Race Your Mouse Around the Icons Day. All right, let me do that <laughs> right now. Oh, wait, I don't have the icons on here. we got to go. I've got icons on my desktop. Oh, right. oh I have a race around the... Yeah, that's not very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you had... Well, you can't put two mice on there. <laughs> yeah. Is if you can find a way to hook up two mice, you can race your friends. It would be as exciting as watching the paint dry. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, what do we have here in other holidays? We've got... Um, According to Hoyle Day, I'm guessing that's like Hoyle, like the card, Hoyle card. We got more herbs, less salt day. Oh, that's good. Get your flavor to your herbs, salt. all the fast food and all that and you gotta explain to your pets okay it's holistic pet day no more uh cheeseburgers for you <laughs> so uh birthday uh fred mcmurray and ted william the baseball player um family day in tennessee also coming up this sunday apparently it's not family day anywhere else <laughs> only in tennessee everybody else you, you gotta avoid your family <laughs> i'm just joking they, in Tennessee, it's a day when they give special recognition. Because obviously, every day we give our family members recognition. But this is a special day mm-hmm. in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> and um, usually, I just cover the weekend, but I decided to throw in Monday, <laughs> just because Love Litigating Lawyers Day. <laughs> and I said it all correctly. Yes, you did. That was in honor of. Light in the law before us. Love Litigating Lawyers Day. And it's also the anniversary of the death of Diana. Mm-hmm. Does anybody know who Diana is? Yeah, Princess Diana. Oh, yeah. People, people remember that, but not <laughs> Katrina, right? Yeah. All right. So, 
I forgot how to say the the disease. Yeah, sarcoidosis. There you go. Sarcoidosis is a disease due to inflammation. Um, basically, it can appear in almost any body organ, and so I can go into details about it. Basically, you should be aware of it. Tomorrow is National Scardosis Awareness Day. The usual symptoms of scardosis is shortness of breath and a cough that won't go away, which can be, you know, the symptoms of scardosis. Um, it is not unusual, however, for scardosis to be more general, weight loss, fatigue, night sweats, fever, or just an overall feeling of ill health. Um, let's see, 4 in 100,000 uh, white people and um, about 50 in 100,000 black people have this disease. It's pretty rare, but um, it's a type of cancer. Mm-hmm. So you should be aware that tomorrow is Scardosis Awareness Day. Yes, so you can be aware of it and find out if it's related to you. So let's see. Um, oh, yeah, we've got coming up. Uh, here's a semi-regular happening. It's the critical mass. Regular as in once a month. Yes, once a month. So it is regular. It's just less frequent than some of the other regular yeah. happenings. Um, uh, not enough what, is it? <laughs> uh, not enough mass. <laughs> they've, not got, enough, not enough they've got enough mass to do it once a month. but uh, <laughs> They're kind of backed up the rest of the month. Yeah. <laughs> not on a regular basis. So shall we tell people a little bit what this critical mass thing is, if they haven't been listening? <laughs> have you been listening? Listen, uh, so you don't have to listen next month. Yes. Go. Critical mass bike rides are spontaneous, leaderless rides that begin at specific times and locations in various cities around the world. Again, spontaneous, leaderless, but begin at specific <laughs> times and locations. Yes. It's pretty fun how they pull that off. <laughs> so since no particular person organizes the rides, the riders have no agreed on agenda or demands. They aren't a protest. Instead, when people ride on critical mass, they're living the world as they would like to see it. Filling the streets with bikes, laughter, human speed, clean air, engagement, and life. At Critical Mass, we can bike down the street safe from speeding cars, together empowered by our members. So this is not a protest, it's a celebration of the fact that bicycles belong on the road. And the last Friday of every month is the time that it happens. And um, usually 5 or 6 p.m., but today it's at 6 p.m. at the Student Center East Side. And usually, I don't know, there's been a, it's, last time I saw it last month, there was like, like almost 40 bike riders. Yeah. And there's one guy who had a backpack with a, a you know, a stereo huh. and speakers built into the backpack. And so they were rocking to some tunes. Yeah. They're getting advanced then. They're getting high tech in their critical massing. Yeah. So <laughs> if you would like to participate in critical mass, there is one requirement. Bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, today is Friday. Yes. And so there's the Free Film Friday series at the Big Muddy Independent Media Center in Carbondale. Today at 7 p.m. at 214 North Washington. And the film today is Afghan Women, A History of Struggle. The U.S. has occupied Afghanistan for eight years now. The life of Afghan women have not improved. Eight years and 38,000 occupying soldiers haven't done a thing for women. Well, except bomb them, of course. Now we are sending 21,000 more. For the women, Afghan women, a history of struggle. This is the film at the Big Muddy Independent Media Center, two a night at 7 p.m. Yes.
That's, uh, did we get the address, 214 North Washington? It's well, good. obviously you didn't get it, and <laughs> I said it right here. Yes. <laughs> so Just wanted to be sure. I like to say it at the... <laughs> 214 North Washington. Yes. Tree Song didn't get it, and he was sitting right there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's because I was, I was looking at the future happenings and was so excited about the farmer's market. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> The uh, farmer's market is coming up. Uh, it happens every Saturday uh, during the season. And Which is pretty long. We have a pretty long season here. Yeah, we do. And it's coming up on sa- this coming Saturday, which is tomorrow, from 8 a.m. until noon. They've got all sorts of fresh local produce. They've got uh, arts and crafts there. They've got lots of community members who appreciate local goods. So you can get out there and enjoy it all. If you, and I've heard if you want the really good stuff, you need to get there at seven fifty nine. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of that stuff. I mean, I don't know how often I've got there at like nine o'clock, and someone, there, I was like, you heard this rumor going around about a particular thing, like yeah, big blackberries or, <laughs> you know, just fresh strawberries or, I don't know, just something, and you would get there. And you would hear the rumor going around, and you race around to all the stands, and they would all have been sold out. <laughs> yeah. So somebody gets there at seven fifty nine with a fistful of twenties and buys all the local produce they can. So <laughs> you can do that too. Or you know, even if you don't get get there until nine or ten, there's always good stuff there, even at closing. I I, I try really hard to spend twenty dollars there, and unless I buy just like very special stuff, you get a huge bag of veggies for twenty. <laughs> so, so good times at the farmer's market on the west side of town in Carbondale. And also for tomorrow, Saturday, from a noon, from 8 until noon o'clock, noon o'clock. Noon o'clock. Um, the Habitat for Humanity will be finishing up on the house in Murfreesboro at 2217 Rob Lee Street in Murfreesboro. And they hope to see you there. Chance to finish up and fix up and paint and landscape. A house for a new person. Someone gets a chance to have a house. Yes, you can help make that house happen. <laughs> so here we go with another happening, another Saturday happening. It's the Vigil for Peace that's coming up on uh, this coming Saturday uh, from noon to 1 p.m. That's on the corner of Maine and Illinois in Carbondale. And should be good to have a Vigil for Peace. So I got a message from the Gaia House Interface Center, some of the new programs that they have there. Sundays starts starting September 6th. They're going to have Sunday simple dinners. Join people for a good meal and a healthy discussion kicked off from Dream, Think, Be, Do, Living the Questions for Young Adult series. And then, of course, there's the InterVeg Dinners, Every Thursday, the Interveg Vegetarian Potluck. And afterwards, the Vegetarian Interveg Forum. Presentations and discussions on critical food-related issues held in conjunction with Thursday's Interveg Vegetarian Potluck. Dinner at 6, Forum at 7.30. Come to both or one or the other. On September 3rd, which is next Thursday, discussion will focus on Michael Poland's presentation at Bioneers. Beyond the Barcode, the Local Food Revolution. Hmm. Now, this made me think, Interveg, the vegetarian dinner, made me think of something that's happening tonight. Tonight is the first of Rice and Spice. Ah, Rice and Spice is returning. Yeah, the International Slow Food Dinners at the Gaia House Interface Center. And um, essentially, Rice and Spice, the slow food dinner, is 
the chance for people to get together, cook, eat, clean, discuss, have fun. And every week, we're having a different main cook. And this week, it's Pong. He's cooking Chinese. And um, I understand stir-fried cucumbers. Ah, that sounds like Have fun. Have you ever had, like, cooked cucumbers? I don't think so. I haven't either. Um, well, that's not true. I had it about a week ago. Pong <laughs> made some um, because I said, what are you going to make? And he's like, well, here's this. And I was like, uh, stir-fried cucumbers. That doesn't sound very good. He's like, well, try, try, try. try. <laughs> oh, my God. We've well, got plenty of local pong. cucumbers. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of cucumbers still coming in. So, All right. You have any more happenings? No, but I think that's good for now. If you do have more happenings to send our way, though, uh, you can send them to either me at treesong at treesong.org. Or you could send them to the general email, which is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. We'll be right back with the news. This is how silly we are. <laughs> we didn't even mention our own happenings. Yeah, our own happenings. We were busy uh, uh, compiling and gathering the happenings that you've sent our way, and uh, we didn't get to our own. So uh, I, I'll mention mine first. I've got uh, two courses that I'm actually teaching over at John A. Logan College. And uh, one of them is a course very much related to the themes of this show. It's on uh, environment and economics. And that's uh, coming up on Thursdays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at John A. Logan. Um, you can get more information on all of these courses by going to the uh, John A. Logan Continuing Education site at www.jalc.edu slash c-o-n-t underscore ed. That's for continuing ed. So there's that one. The environment one is on Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. And when does it start? It starts on uh, September 10th. Ooh. So it's coming up in a little o- in a little under two weeks. So, so people better register if yeah. you want to go to it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get in, it's the time is now. <laughs> and there's also a meditation one that I'm teaching on Tuesdays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., also at John A. Logan, uh, starting on September 8th. Ooh. So not next week, but the week after is when both of these start. So now is your chance to go and... Uh, get involved. Well, we better mention it next week because <laughs> we almost forgot this week. Yeah, we almost forgot this week, so we wouldn't want other people to forget too. And I actually am teaching a class, a one-day class, September 19th at Johnny Logan, Beginning Solar Knowledge. Um, and then I have a two-week class in December, actual solar installation. So Yeah, so if people want to learn about solar systems, <laughs> we, we always joke about or is off creating new solar systems. <laughs> I tried to take Sundays off. But. <laughs> so, w- we're going to have to hit a sobering fact. The fact is, the world population hit 7 billion by 2011. The new stats. So here's a sobering thought for your morning. 
The reports on a new study by the Population Reference Bureau shows that by 2011, world population will hit 7 billion. That's just 12 years after it hit 6 billion, and 24 since it hit 5 billion. And you may be very well, very well aware, but population growth is being driven entirely by the developing country, despite signs in parts of the Asia population growth is slowing. So... Think about, I, I I think a lot about whether I'm going to have a kid or not. Mm-hmm. I really want to have one, but then I think, you know, we have way too many kids. Or people, not kids, sorry, <laughs> people. We don't have way too many kids, we have way too many people. <laughs> so, it's almost why I'm for war. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tend to think, like, in my own personal thoughts on the matter, you know, if... If two people get together and they have one kid, they're still contributing to negative population growth because there's two of them and only one kid has come out of it. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Maybe. I'll have to think about that one. Yeah. So I tend to try to talk about this lady who's rowing across the ocean because she is very awe-inspiring in the fact that, well, she's rowing across the ocean. <laughs> yes. If you thought it was hard to walk two blocks to go get something, uh, imagine rowing across the entire ocean. And this is this is day 96. RajSavage.com. It's R-O-Z-Savage.com. Row across the world one stroke at a time. And I'm... I really recommend you go there and read the whole blog post because, I, of course, I don't have enough time. But the announcement is, I mean, basically she got stuck. The storms are happening so much she's getting blown all over the place. And she actually, for 36 hours, was able to throw down a sea anchor, which doesn't mean it goes to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> That'd be a pretty long chain. Right. But it's just this big thing that you know, unfolds under the ocean to try to keep her from being blown across the top of the water. Yeah. So it slows down the process. But for 36 hours, she got blown completely and totally off course. And um, she's been battling. And so today's announcement, changing course. It seems to be my karma in this lifetime to be faced from time to time with tough decisions. And this is one up there with my top 10 tough decisions of all time. I spent most of last night agonizing over it. The night seemed hotter than usual in my cabin, and I was literally and metaphorically sweating over by my options. It has been just over a week since I declared my intention to head for Tuvalu. Now, Tuvalu is um, an island that's become synonymous with the human impact of climate change because it's the first one that is going to be underwater. Yeah, it's going to actually disappear. And they're, But they're also the first climate-neutral island. Hmm. So they, I mean, they're taking it seriously because it, well, it's, free, it's hitting them in the face. Yeah, they're like, so, climate change is coming, but we know our little island isn't going to contribute to it because we don't want to drown. Yep, and <laughs> then, so she's being blown off course, and then her water maker stopped working. And so she's just been relying on her reservoirs of water. And then some of those bags have leaked. So hmm. it was a very, very critical and scary thought for her to, you know, change course. Especially, you know, she realizes that a lot of people are, you know, um, 
backing her, you yeah. know, wanting her to go here, go there. And um, so you should go and read this blog and just get awe-inspired by the fact that she's rowing, she's, she's been having to row 16 hours a day just to stay on course and then pumping water for like two hours in the evening to try to get the water out of the boat. Yeah. In her spare time, she spends two hours pumping water. <laughs> yeah. So, and anyway, so the worst case scenario was pretty bad. And, you know, besides running out of water and then the island where she's going to, it's like she could, could miss it and just keep, you know, floating off <laughs> in a totally row right past it. Yeah. And oh. she didn't want to get rescued by a, you know, fossil fuel <laughs> yeah, she's trying to avoid that since it's part of her goal to highlight human power. <laughs> so, um, yeah, please go. It's like three or four pages. Um, I was planning to try to read the whole thing here, but, again, it's just for me to read that one paragraph was a little time-consuming. <laughs> so, now... And that's the site for that is rozsavage.com. Right, rozsavage.com. <laughs> so, should we get on to some uh, renewable energy news? Um, yeah. <laughs> you may as well, you know, mention what's going on with renewables. Um, renewable energy uh, jumps to 11% of U.S. energy production. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've been viewing this as a horse race, uh, you'll notice that uh, renewables now provides more energy than nuclear power. <gasps> what? <laughs> They've pulled ahead. <laughs> They're leading by a neck. <laughs> <laughs> a neck? Yes. Uh, by a sunrise. A very long, uh, renewably powered uh, horse neck. <laughs> so let's see. According to the latest issues of uh, Monthly Energy Review um, by the U.S. Energy Information Administration, production of renewable energy for the first third of 2009 was 6% higher compared to the same period in 2008. In April 2009 alone, renewable energy sources accounted for 11% of domestic energy production, and exceeded the amount contributed by nuclear power. And that was from the Monthly Energy Review. And so renewables are pulling ahead of even nuclear. Yeah, I get this review, and it is like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages. And so I try to synopsize it <laughs> into this one little paragraph. Yeah. And it's fun. <laughs> but um, the most exciting thing for me is that it's been less than a year since we were hit over 10%. So we've, like, bumped it up. And, you, you know, 1% increased doesn't seem like that much huh. but it it is a lot i mean it yeah took, it took <laughs> over i think over 10 years to go from nine to ten percent yeah when you think of how big the whole pie is increasing one percent is incredible and then over nuclear yeah <laughs> so so renewables are ready <laughs> there you go that's actually a book yes that's all i've heard <laughs> <laughs> all right now let's. Now we talked about the happy news. The bad news is global warming could mean more heat waves, more flooding, and reduced crop yields. If the United States does not significantly curb heat-trapping emissions, global warming will seriously harm Illinois' climate and economy, according to a new peer-reviewed report released in July by the Union of Concerned Scientists. The report also found that a combination of clean energy policies such as those currently under consideration by the U.S. Senate, would help blunt the extent and severity of global warming in our area and nationally. If you wanted to find out more about um, you know, what global warming has already done, talk to any farmer or anybody who realizes, 
relies on good weather for their business. Um, well, or bad weather for their business. Roofers, yeah. So now we go to the positive economics of climate change policies. A new report from the non-profit and independent American Council for Energy Efficient Economy, ACEEE, suggests that most studies that evaluate so-called cap-and-trade policies either ignore or greatly understate the potential advances in energy efficiency. The largest and most cost-effective way form of greenhouse gas mitigation. The study includes a review of the recent assessments of the H.R. 2454 climate change legislation, also known as the Waxman-Markey Bill, which is now under consideration by the U.S. Senate with action likely this fall. ACEEE's reports find that U.S. consumers and businesses could see their energy bills cut in half by 2050. Hmm. So. so there's that. There's that. <laughs> so do we want to cover a few of the news stories that we've been following? Well, the ones I've been following, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm going to jump to Cash for Clunkers. Uh, Cash for Clunkers actually ended this week. Really? Yes, it ended for cars anyway. Oh, dang it, I wanted to buy a brand new truck. <laughs> yes. Well, you've missed your opportunity to get that uh, truck that's a couple of miles more efficient than your previous truck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's see. Um, but so... Cash for Clunkers has ended for cars, but old energy-hogging refrigerators and freezers qualify for recycling and cash from more than 60 utilities across the nation. So in some places, you can still get uh, cash for those uh, clunker refrigerators and freezers. <laughs> yeah, and in this area, Ameren pays you 35 bucks, so which is amazing for an electric utility to pay you to reduce your energy use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I'm sure it's either out of the kindness of their heart or because they've been mandated to have such programs. Well, it's a little bit of mandate <laughs> and a little bit they can't produce enough energy in the yeah. middle of the summer in the middle of the day. So. Yeah, daytime summer, there's always a uh, high so. peak. <laughs> so a couple other ones. Do we want to get into some of those? The the majority of the world's largest companies have set their own greenhouse gas reduction goals, but their targets fall far short of what scientists say is necessary to avoid potentially catastrophic climate change. In fact, the top global 100 firms, as a group, are running 39 years behind the schedule recommended by the world's leading climate scientists. So, you might actually end up with climate change advancing after all. <laughs> so... A look at his legacy. Senator Edward M. Kennedy, champion of the environment and clean energy, died at 75 or 75, 77. How can I mess, mix up 77 and 75? I cannot read. He died at 77, the last surviving brother in a unique American political dynasty. He died last Tuesday night in his summer home in Cape Cod after a 15-month battle with brain cancer. He was 77. He was a great champion of progressive causes and his death is a great loss. His legacy on protecting the environment and promoting energy efficiency is amazing. How many senators would even mention energy efficiency among their achievements? Here are a few of his. Holding oil companies accountable. During consideration of a 1975 tax cut proposal, Kennedy introduced a provision targeting the oil depletion allowance 
which since 1926 has enabled oil producers to include 22% of their revenues from any taxes. To exclude 22% of their revenues. So 22% of their revenues, they don't have to pay any taxes. He helped raise fuel economy standards, promoting energy research and development, improving energy efficiency. Thank you, Senator Edward M. Kennedy, our champion of the environment and clean energy. Yes, he actually, uh, President Obama sent out a personal email from what I've heard. Uh, I'm not on Obama's direct email list, but he sent out an email about uh, Kennedy saying, you know, all the good stuff he'd done in his career and honoring his passing. Well, this has been another exciting, hopefully, informative, definitely, half hour of your community spirit. I guess we'll see you again next week. Yes. We'll see you again on the radio. See you on the radio. (laughs) Enjoy the fall.